Brightest blessings, beautiful souls. I am your guide, Eva, Aquarian mystical guide. I bow to you in deep gratitude for your presence in this sacred space. May you feel inspired, supported, and inner-powered through these authentic co-creations, as well as solo journeys guiding you to explore this earth realm beyond the physical. Activate your authentic self and awaken the magic within so that you may enjoy your life. Brightest blessings, beautiful souls. Today we are going to embark on another journey together and this is going to be the exploration of various modalities and tools and practices that I have tapped into and explored and I'd love to share this with you because I feel so deeply how powerful it is to share with one another the practices, the tools, the modalities that that are healing, that are powerful to work with, and that have been along for the ride on our journeys so that they may empower others too. And so that is what we are doing here. I'm going to go in no particular order. So we are going to get started with breath work. And as I go through these, I'm going to just share some takeaways and how that practice has been um, for me and just kind of my journey with it. So, all right, breath work. My experience with breath work was a little bit, I think, unconventional. Um, However, obviously our our journeys are going to be unique so i'm just going to go ahead and share so in the very beginning when breathwork started becoming very popular i was open to it i was interested i was curious to see what people were hyped up about and i did not have i felt relaxed when i did my first breathwork um i felt good i felt relaxed i didn't have the aha and the breakthroughs and the the messages coming through that a lot of other people were sharing that they were experiencing and for a while that kind of just I I didn't really have a desire to continue diving deep into breath work because of that um so now my relationship is so different i i've felt the power of the breath and how it can really help us shift so what i really feel helped me shift into appreciating and embracing this modality was i found breath work Uh, methods that were supportive for me at the time the very first one was from Johan called the pyramid breath where you do breathing in through the mouth and then do a um, a release a screaming release at the end and I did his I will link his Instagram down below Um, He has a 40-day challenge on his Instagram and 
um, 30 day, I'm sorry, 30 day challenge on his Instagram that you can follow along. And that's what I did. And that really helped, um, infuse that practice into my daily. And I was able to really start to see the shift of how I felt when I was clearing, when I was centering first thing in the morning, when I was making that a priority. So he was the first one that kind of um, helped me dip my toes into back into that modality after having a few experiences that um, didn't, didn't really feel, I, I didn't really feel as lit up by by what I had experienced um so his provided me lots of centeredness and kind of instilled that devotion to a morning practice um and then I found awakened breath um by Heli I think that's how you say her name I'm so sorry if I mispronounce um and Lucas they're a couple and they are breathwork facilitators and teachers and they have this um infinity breath where you breathe in and then you don't allow any pauses in between the inhale and the exhale and that one just felt really really good in my system um they also promote connecting to your intuition after doing the breath work so I really love that element because I'm all about connecting to our inner magic and the power of that um and then on youtube i found his channel is now called breathe with sandy i believe um however it was it used to be breath beats i think um and i found his he does a beautiful job guiding so i will link all of those down below and then inner magic connection. So this is something that actually started off being called the inner voice. And this came from the beautiful, lovely, magical Just Lively. Um, again, I will link her community. Just just assume I'm going to link all of any, anything that I share. Um, I will link down below. Um, so inner magic connection, I had a few sessions where I was guided to connect with my, they call it the inner voice. I call it the inner magic. It doesn't matter. Intuition, inner wisdom. It's all the same part of us, that part that is peaceful, calm, able to guide us, um, and, and can help us with next steps. So I really dove really deep into that. I listened to all of her podcasts, listened to her facilitate sessions with people, and was just so fascinated by connecting to this part. And I've learned so, so much throughout this whole process um, that now I am stepping into also guiding these types of sessions and allowing um, allowing just like intuitively led sessions with people where I can connect you to your inner magic and we can get the clarity, the guidance, the, the support that you need in that moment. And I'm so excited. I will be releasing another episode explaining more details on that after this one. Um, 
But yes, inner magic connection. This has been a complete game changer for me. I turned to my inner magic for so much that I used to overthink and turn to my mind. And again, having the compassionate, loving view of the mind, it's just trying to do its job. It's just working extremely hard to support us on our journeys and help us get that solution. Um, however, what I find is the inner magic usually has a kind of like an aerial view of of the picture and when we connect with this part of us, we're able to actually physically feel the calmness and the peace and this and just feel so much more centered. And, um, this is, yeah, this is just so beautiful. Um, people are on different levels of this journey. And if, if that is something that you're interested in, I encourage you to keep diving in Uh, with this practice. So I will say, um, it is easier for me. This is what I've run into. It's easier for me to be in full receiving mode so I can connect with my inner magic in like a few minutes. Um, and it's easier if there's someone that's going to be asking me the questions and, um, and I'm, so I can stay in that receiving mode versus bouncing back and forth. Um, I have struggled with journaling. Um, you can intend to connect and then journal or you can just speak out loud you can record it so your mind doesn't have to worry about remembering everything you can really fully let go of of even the mind being present and in a way become like a channel for connecting to your inner magic um but yeah I just I, I absolutely love this practice. I am so passionate about sharing it with others and um, empowering others to connect because it, it, you just live a whole different life. Um, anytime there is something that happens with someone else a lot of the time that is emotionally charged, I take a step back and I ask my inner magic, is, is this like... Um, is this how they meant it? I ask about intentions. I ask about the energy behind it. And I really tune in energetically. How does this feel? And um, it has just given me a newfound awareness around how to live life. I'm no longer just at the whim of whatever happens. And then in this reactionary space, I'm able to really take a step back and go into that more observer mode and which some people call like the meta consciousness um and really step step away and take that pause and then kind of connect to the inner magic and feel into it and then um and go from there and I feel so much this allows me so much more clarity and uh, trust and certainty in my decisions as well. I'm not questioning them. Uh, One of the practices that's really powerful is um, just trusting your inner magic no matter what. So even if the mind starts to kind of creep up and suggest any other routes to take, the more that you choose the inner magic, the deeper you're going to cultivate that relationship. It's just like having a relationship with anyone else. Um, 
So yes, you can tell by my tone, I'm super passionate about this. And this is also why this is such a big part of the way that I'm showing up, the way that I'm sharing my magic and medicine with the world, and it is embedded into the inner magic community because I just feel that it is a whole different way of life. And if people want to deepen that part, um, if they want to even tap in, if they've never been exposed to that, I want to empower you all to experience it because it is truly life-changing um, beautiful. All right, hypnotherapy. So this kind of has a similar vibe to the inner magic, although it is a little bit different. So hypnotherapy, I will start off by saying is not what, uh, is portrayed in media, in movies, sometimes in shows where it's, I think, equated to, mind control. It is not mind control. Um, during a hypnotic state, the person actually has full control of whatever they are doing. It is simply a extremely relaxed state of the conscious mind. And so if you think about like the conscious versus the subconscious, the way that I love to explain the subconscious is that it is a, the part of us that has been, it's the note taker. It's been taking notes on everything that's been happening. It has been holding on to beliefs. It, it's kind of running the show, but sometimes it's been doing it in the background and we're not even aware of the beliefs and everything that is holding us back from living the life of joy and magic that we so deeply desire, um, that we may so deeply desire because everyone's on their journey and maybe, maybe that's not resonant. That's okay. But for the ones that do desire that, um, yeah, so it's, essentially just connecting with the subconscious mind and it is looking at the the beliefs and what is really the root of what is going on um sometimes it's with behavior sometimes it's physical ailments sometimes it is feelings of not enoughness of unworthiness um, those were huge for me, and I still even have a little bit of of uh, a residue left over of the not enoughness that I am actively working through. And um, but hypnotherapy is an amazing tool for really diving into what is the root of this, and then being able to to release it, um, not just the awareness. It's, I've heard a lot of people say like what they are able to experience in like one session of hypnotherapy is equivalent to like years and years of talk therapy. And I am not, uh, belittling talk therapy. Um, I just want to make the distinction here that talk therapy is with the conscious mind. So it's going to be 
bringing up whatever is conscious and maybe maybe the subconscious maybe your inner magic will send you messages during those sessions of what is ready to be healed um tapping into the subconscious just kind of accelerates the process if that makes sense so it's it's like we're just gonna go straight to the problem um to the root of it because sometimes what can happen is with the conscious mind Um, There may be stories that start to be created and then when we spin and we stay in those stories, that's kind of where we we can get stuck. And so tapping into the subconscious is um, is really powerful. It truly is. It like really gets into the root of it right away. There's like no bullshit. We just go right in. So it is powerful. A lot of the time there is um, inner child healing that happens here um, and just really reconnecting with your power. So yes, I have been exploring this modality this year and I have been really loving supporting people on their journeys with it and it is um it may be part of the upcoming offer as I'm just leaving it up to the the inner magic to guide the sessions and so I'm not going to promise that it is part of them I'm just allowing it to flow and just be intuitively guided so that is hypnotherapy somatic healing this has been huge for me Uh, this is part of my daily morning routine and practice where I release energies and emotions um, and alchemize them through somatic healing so somatic just means through the body and it's really feeling into where in the body is this and the more that I do this work the quicker it becomes so for instance I will if I have a thought of for example I'm not good enough then I just sit and I allow myself to just breathe and center And then ask, where in my body am I feeling the energy, the emotions related to this belief? And then I I just feel it in my body. Um, And there's been a question here of what, um, what about if you don't feel it in your body? And I've asked some uh, mentors that do a lot of this work deeply with others and what I've gathered is that sometimes we may not feel it in our bodies if we're not feeling fully safe in our bodies there may be some conditioning around that if there's been trauma experienced uh, then that could be a cause of of kind of a disconnect with the body and And all I just want to say too with sharing all these is I just share these for fun and for you to um, to kind of get curious. Maybe something I share, you're like, oh, that feels good because a lot of the time, the way that I've discovered all of these modalities and explored them is through learning from others. Someone mentions 
this is the the practice that I do and then I try it and then I see and so I've just been in this truly like seeker exploration mode and I invite you to do the same follow the thread that feels really exciting and where your curiosity is so just um there's no right or wrong way and I just I send you blessings on your journey so that is somatic uh body wisdom this is what I call where we work with our bodies to make decisions and for me this is really powerful because in if you're familiar with human design, I am a sacral generator, which means that I make decisions through my sacral center and that looks like yes or no. So I tune in. If I'm making a decision, is this a yes or a no? And then I receive, I feel it in my body. Um, for me, moving forward is yes, and moving backward is no. People can feel this differently. We can actually work with our bodies as a pendulum. If you stand, um, if you stand up with your feet on the ground planted, and then you just ask yourself, you ask your body, show me what yes feels like. And then just give it a moment and just allow your body to move. It actually will work as a pendulum. And then ask, show me a no, show me a maybe. And then you can cultivate that relationship with your body to really deepen that connection. And then it, it really, all of this truly is a practice. Everything, I, I've been saying that everything actually is a practice because it's not about getting it right. It's not about getting it perfect. It's more so about uh, cultivating what you're drawn to and then working with that and knowing that it is a practice and giving yourself the grace and the space to process and to be imperfect with it. So body wisdom is huge. I continue to be amazed by all of the amazing ways that our body um, supports us on our journey. This is a newer endeavor and I am so, I feel this is only the beginning and I feel so blessed to really truly feel this. Um, I'm in a stage right now where I'm really cultivating mind, body, and spirit uh, harmony. So yes, that is beautiful. And with this, I will also say, um, because I've experienced this, sometimes people try to tell us what is what we should be doing with our bodies, how we should be eating, what we should... like if we should be exercising and all of this and um and I'm not speaking about like medical professionals if that is who you're choosing to to trust with with information around your physical vessel I'm more so speaking about like if there's comments about your weight or anything um and what I have accepted as my truth and you can take this or leave it is my relationship with my body is mine and it doesn't matter what others think or believe or um, what their input is because this is a deeply personal um, 
journey. And so for me, what matters and resonates is as long as I am feeling good about my connection to my body, that is all that matters. And it doesn't matter what other people um, say. I've been, I'll do a little bit of a side road here. Um, I've been really cultivating the self-love with my physical temple because I, in the last two-ish years, have gained some weight and this has been something that's caused me a lot of doubt in myself, a lot of judgment, a lot of um, just feeling not accepted, feeling like others are going to judge me, lots of insecurity. And right now I'm at the stage of just accepting my body as it is and knowing that I got here with my own choices, taking that radical responsibility. I got here with my choices of eating lots of sweets <laughs> and um, and it's up to me to choose a better, more harmonious relationship where I am fueling my vessel with more life-giving foods, more um, higher frequency foods, and a more balanced way of eating. And I think for everyone, this looks so different. And I just really encourage you, again, tune into yourself, tune into your inner magic, and ask, what is my relationship with my body? And what can you share with me around this relationship? What, what's something that I'm meant to hear right now about that? Um, I, I feel that when our physical vessel is not in a space of quote-unquote like our ideal view of what it should look like, that's where a lot of like the judgment comes in. And, and honestly, it's... A lot of, this is all so much from like conditioning of what what it should look like, what we should be like, and all of this. And I find that the people that are the happiest are the ones that just don't give a shit. Like they just live their lives and they are happy and and that joy emanates from within. And it doesn't matter what they look like or how they dress or all of that. Like, as long as they are in the joy and rooted in that, like, it, none of it all matters. Um, I will say with this journey of body, there's a lot of insecurity around. There was lots of fear of gaining more weight, um, which I feel like I'm kind of at a, at a, at a pause and then now working on on rebalancing um and and I just feel that for me personally it's more so a matter of making sure that I'm I'm healthy that I'm I'm feeling vibrant and have energy uh, versus the looks at this point I've let go of that 
of that and just allow myself to be as I am and to show up and for a while this was actually why I wasn't posting pictures on my social media because I felt like everyone's gonna judge everyone's gonna notice and a lot of the times it's just a story that's in the head and when we can still show up and be in our joy it doesn't matter because the energy is so much more powerful than anything physical so uh, this is my invitation for you to reflect on how is your if this is something uh, an area where you've been wanting to grow and improve in then just keep cultivating that connection with your body our bodies are so incredible they truly are so adaptive and they just work with whatever we give them and they just do their best and they are so such a beautiful home for us truly okay so now we have reiki this is uh this is actually how my journey into all the spiritual stuff kind of started it was with reiki and law of attraction and um i got reiki one attuned back in 2017 And I learned about energy and thought how cool we connect with energy and we have auras and um, you can heal physical ailments through energy balancing. And so I, for a while, I was offering Reiki sessions for people to rebalance their chakras and... I now feel more called to be in the intuitive guidance space and empowering you to connect to yourself on a deeper level versus being a healer. And my perspective on this is it is beautiful to have healers. Yes, we do need them. I I recognize that a lot of the people that I admire for the way that they show up and share their magic and a lot of them are soulpreneurs. Uh, a lot of them have people who they go to for whether it's hypnotherapy or any kind of body work reiki um so it is so powerful to have people that are lit up about these modalities and and offering them and and their abilities their beautiful gifts and magic to the world um however for me i feel at this time maybe reiki is part of my sessions if it comes forth as necessary as as part of the session but um i'm no longer doing like solely reiki balance like chakra balancing and and reiki sessions um for the public so now we're going to move on to animal communication um Oh, and so with Reiki, I did end up doing, I did get up to level two attuned. And also with Reiki, I will share this. I do want to share this. This is important. 
So with Reiki, my experience when I was looking to get attuned for level two is that I I was going to work with a teacher who I had asked a question about so in Reiki there are symbols and when you draw these symbols you're activating them and I had asked a question about when working with others if we would show the symbol to the person or simply draw the symbol on the person's palms because our palms um, our hands our feet our eyes were emitting energy through those uh, body parts and there was a response of that we're not meant to share this is these symbols are sacred and we're not meant to share and this is really where some of my Aquarius energy I I say that all the time my Aquarius energy came out here and like the more so like the humanitarian the rebel and I just felt like that was so Un, like such a disservice to the whole because I felt that the only way for people to learn something is for others to share the knowledge the wisdom that they've gained and I was personally coming from the standpoint of we all have Reiki we all have access to Reiki just because it's, it's called a universal energy. Um, P.S. This is a, a Japanese um, modality. And you can read more about the history of it if you're interested. But so I felt so unaligned with that perspective. And it just felt really exclusive. And I did not like it. And... I ended up parting ways with that teacher and just uh, discontinuing working with her because I I just felt like we were not on the same wavelength. And then I ended up working with a different mentor and getting attuned by her and our beliefs around Reiki and everyone having access to Reiki were a lot more aligned and so I'm very proud of my decision um and side note if you're ever kind of in between um who to work with for anything and or who to collaborate uh really pay attention if there's parts where it feels like a no or a contraction in your body um pay attention to to your body's responses also um, hopping back to body wisdom our body never lies the only reason that we don't trust our body is because we've basically been conditioned that our body is this thing that is fragile and needs to always be tended to and you need to go to a professional to understand it and I can tell you 100% that that is complete bullshit we 
are the ones that live with our bodies the longest. We are the ones that spend the most time. We're the ones that spend the most time with ourselves. So so to me, it's like, why would you not want to cultivate that relationship? But then again, that's just, that's the area that I'm passionate about. And, um, and that's my little spiel on our amazing body wisdom. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, feel into it and always go with how you are feeling and trust, trust, trust in yourself. The more trust that you give to yourself, the, the deeper the connection will be. And then it'll be easier and come quicker to you. So then we're going to move on to animal communication. And this one is super fun for me to talk about because... I have two floofies of my own of the canine variety and they are just these little bundles of floofy joy and they are just so fascinating to watch. So growing up, I always, always, always wanted a dog. I always admired dogs. I learned about different breeds of dogs and... uh, And now I'm just feeling so blessed to have these beautiful beings as companions in our sacred home and be able to just share this life with them and and take them on adventures and journeys and explore and um, give them so much so much love. The, The morning snuggles are my favorite right now and they are just such beautiful beings truly they they really teach they can teach patience but what i really truly feel with dogs is this unconditional love they are so in the moment presence and unconditional love just feel that if you have if you've worked with or live with a beautiful canine companion um you know what i'm talking about (laughs) and other fur babies are of course we're sending them all of the love as well i know there's such a variety out there which is so beautiful Um, I just share from the canine perspective because that is what I've been most drawn to and also because I now, after two years, have the most experience um, with them. So animal communication is just like communicating with people. It's just more energetic based and everyone has the ability to do this as well because I can tell you that I did not feel that I had the ability to do this and then I was able to activate these skills through working with a mentor um, and, and connecting to these skills and it's always easier to connect with someone else's fur baby than your own. Well, So I don't want to say always, but I'm going to say it may be easier to connect with a fur baby that's not your own because sometimes we may be a little bit close 
like too close to them and then we might start to kind of question like well did I really receive that intuitive hit or was was that just my mind because I know how they act so if animal communication is of interest for you then my invitation here is to just go out and play. Go out and play. Ask people that you know who have fur babies if you can connect with them. Um, it may be easier with fur babies that you haven't really interacted with because what really helped me in cultivating my confidence and trust with this ability was to get that confirmation. So I would sit and connect and I had specific questions I was asking and then I would connect and I would just write down the answer and I would write down the feeling and... Um, and a lot of the times the the fur baby would show me like a visual they like if something was wrong with their their paw or their hoof they would show me that like i would see a side view of them and they would just lift that up to sh- to signal to me so um also a lot of the times we we speak to them in pictures and a practice that I do with one of our fur babies is because he is the more, um, the one, the teacher of true patience. <laughs> and he he's such a beautiful companion. I love him with all of my heart, but he definitely does teach patience. Uh, so with him what I realized a lot of the time when I was trying to tell him not to do something I was actually sending him the picture in my head like telepathically of what I didn't want him to do and then at some point I realized this is really confusing for him because I could feel his energy was really confused and he didn't know what was going on because I would what would happen is I would send him the picture I would I was trying to tell him not to do it like I was trying to show like a big x in front of it um but he was just receiving the picture so he thought I wanted him to do that and so he would go and do it and then I I would express that that was a no and then he would get very confused so with animal communication the invitation again is to just uh, be aware of the pictures that you're sending and your energy oh my gosh energy if you want a boot camp on energy work and really monitoring where your energy is at uh go walk a dog (laughs) go walk a dog or be around a cat or whatever other beautiful fur babies Um, For me, our walks have been like a training ground of really where is my energy at from from a young pup. Whenever we would be thinking about something that was not serving and really negative, um, he would start to get very restless and they're basically like mirrors for us because they just feel our energy and then they're responding to that and then they're and and sometimes if there's another dog involved a lot of the times what I've 
experienced and what I have um (laughs) what I've learned the hard way is that if I start to get frustrated and ungrounded then that is not only not helping the situation but it is actually making it worse because then he's feeling that energy and then he is responding to that energy. And sometimes when we're frustrated about how our dog may be responding to a dog across the street, what can happen is, and what I've experienced, which is very unpleasant, is our frustration around the situation, around them barking, is... Um, it may give a signal of of um that we're we don't don't like that dog across the street and so then there may be aggression um or like yeah just really intense energy that the dog is expressing um, but it's it's getting the guidance from us so it's so powerful to just really check in with ourselves where are we at and and make sure that we are are keeping our energy in check and like i said uh taking a dog out on a walk is such a beautiful way to to really get like the true reflection of our energy um The last part that I'll share here with the animal communication is really encouraging you to, um, if you're trying to do any kind of like training or um, I take the standpoint of I want to infuse more harmony in the relationship with my fur babies so so how can we communicate and get to a like a a sort of compromise or or what can we do to live in more harmony versus um a lot of the time like the training approach is to have them do certain things when told and we've allowed our babies to be like really truly free spirits while also setting boundaries and rules for them to have the structure but it's but allowing them to be themselves and to be like their own free spirit because they also have their own unique energy and they're a being just as we are and I will also say animal communication comes in handy when animals outside in the world that may not be living with you are are uh, flowing through. Every single time I see an animal, whether I'm outside, driving in the car, um, or it po- or an animal pops up on a screen, I receive that and honor that as a message. That animal carries an energy, carries a frequency, and, can, and carries a message for us. 
And so it's a beautiful way of how the universe can speak to us. Sometimes you can ask for a certain animal to be a sign of something or maybe an animal means something to you and you have a deep connection with it. I just, I love animals. Oh my gosh, bless. Bless, bless, bless these beautiful beings that are our companions on Mama Gaia. Mm. And along with animal communication, I've done animal Reiki, which usually just has the intention of balancing the chakras, clearing out any stagnant energy. So it's basically just combining the animal communication piece with the animal, or with the Reiki. And what I will say about this is that the it's interesting because when I've done Reiki with humans um it usually takes a little bit to get through the chakras and with animal Reiki those sessions are always so much quicker and it's really fascinating to me what I've learned is that people that um because we have all this other stuff going on we have conditioning maybe even trauma um emotions and and all of these um we and we may not be releasing that and processing it so it stays in our bodies and our energy field and animals they naturally will just shake it off they they clear the energy they rebalance themselves um I really invite you to pay attention to this if if this is catching your attention because they truly do like um after an adrenaline rush like a, an antelope being chased by a predator they'll shake to release that traumatic energy out of their body and then they're able to kind of slow down and and uh, go eat some grass um, and I've witnessed this with our pups after uh, getting overexcited maybe with a dog across the street they do a shake to release that energy and then they immediately shift and so essentially the way that I look at sometimes modalities and tools is that's our way of shaking and we actually can physically shake um, hopping back to body wisdom our body knows exactly how to release um, what it is that we need to release in order so that we may stay in balance and what's so beautiful about this is that it can it's it comes in so many forms so you can cry you can scream you can you can laugh laughing is like it shifts the the frequency entirely um you can shake there's uh something called shamanic shaking where you're kind of like dancing and shaking your whole body to um, a certain rhythm and kind of allowing your body to move and dance with the rhythm um what else there is but yeah like screaming and shaking and crying um the other day I experienced just feeling so connected to our 
to our world, to nature, and I, I shed a few tears, and I also recognized in that moment, I feel so blessed to be able to just freely express and to, uh, to not suppress this, because a lot of us may have grown up conditioned and told to not express our emotions and if you pay attention to children they naturally release in however it feels good that's why uh tantrums like when they're screaming at the top of their lungs or like shaking or all of that is actually healthy because they're processing and they're releasing that energy um now i do believe that it's it can be more beneficial to allow for a designated space for them to be able to do that um if you don't really want them doing that in the middle of the grocery store uh but I think the suppressing of the emotions and the being told that that you're too emotional because you cry or you're too sensitive. Um, no, we are just being open about our emotions and we are just feeling them on a deep level. And everyone, everyone, like this is a birthright. Everyone is allowed to feel and process their emotions and navigate that. And it doesn't make you too much for just being human and experiencing these emotions and and feeling them. That's part of the journey. so intuitive insights and psychic readings this was from a uh, boot camp that i did that was kind that actually helped activate my intuitive abilities and what was really powerful was the practice session so practicing and gaining the confidence and the trust in myself and um, essentially these intuitive insights and this was an offering that I had a year ago for the public um, that I'm no longer doing I'm kind of blending that into my offering in my own beautiful magical unique way um but so intuitive insights and psychic readings are essentially getting a read on the energy sometimes the person can come with a question they can come with um something that they're trying to navigate or it could even just be general like what what messages does the universe my guides have for me and uh the intuitive insights is meant to to provide that clarity and that guidance and um what's funny with this is I thought that once I learned to be intuitive that I would just like shake someone's hand and like know their whole life story have you heard of people having those experiences and what I've learned is that we truly are 
um, we experience and receive the information and interpret it in different ways. And so it's more about exploring what is the way that you receive the information. Some people are clairvoyant, some people are clairsentient. Uh, so you you receive images, you maybe you hear things, maybe you feel it in your body. That's more of a somatic approach. Um, maybe you just have that deep knowing. That's the clairsentience. So it's it's really all about just being in that curiosity, the discovery of how do you receive the guidance? Where have you received intuitive nudges? and you felt it, you know that it was there, and maybe you listened, and maybe you didn't, uh, and maybe even if you didn't, you may have had a moment where you're like, oh, I knew that, I should have, it's, it's been, um, portrayed in, like, the media as, like, a gut knowing, or a gut feeling, um, or people say, listen to your heart, sometimes our inner magic can be, uh, can kind of reside and and have its own little sacred home in those parts of our body but it doesn't necessarily need to be in those parts it could really be anywhere and and everywhere but that's a conversation for a different day (laughs) I don't want to overwhelm you with all the nuances so I'll just leave it at that and we can dive deeper if that's a topic that you are all interested in listening. I'm gonna do a poll on. I'm gonna do a poll on this episode. Um, what you are interested in hearing about, and yeah, just kind of get a gauge of of what I can share. What is what would be most supportive for you? So then there's like divination, oracle cards, working with deities. This is really where, um, so tarot would also fall into this, uh, modality. However, I don't have much experience with tarot, so I can't speak to that. Um, I have had like a like a few tarot readings done Uh, but I haven't explored that specific modality and process myself I know that um, oracle cards are kind of more of like the supportive light like empowering um, messages and then the the tarot is like very direct and kind of like the like more of a tough love approach i've seen some spiritual memes about that uh the divination and like the deity work that has been so powerful for me lately there's certain deities that i call in i offer them song i i talk to them i call them in when i feel the support and really from like so what I want to share about this is from like a religion standpoint, I uh, I feel so deeply in my being that religion is just not a thing. Like I feel like it shouldn't be a thing. And before you before you get mad, if this is feeling offensive, if you are very like feel very strongly and have faith in a certain religion, 
um, I just wanted to, you to to give me a moment to explain what I mean and elaborate on that. So what I mean by that is I believe that we should all have the freedom to believe and connect with whoever we want, whoever we resonate with. For some people, that's angels. For others, it's um, deities from different countries, the Hindu, the uh, the Greek gods, the um, like plants and and the essences of plants. There's there's so much available, and really, there's no right or wrong way. And it doesn't matter if you bl- blend them, if you call in a deity from india and then you call in a, a greek god as well like it it's all about what is resonating for you what is most supportive for you and what you are feeling called to um so we do have a few statues a few little statues in our home of certain deities that i feel very drawn to um that we resonate with and we also work with them a lot with intention um so yeah there's different energies that deities can um help emanate so for example Ganesha he is he's been with me for a while now and he is the clearer of obstacles and uh, he always comes to me with more of like this, a little bit more of like a playfulness energy. Um, and there's Kwan Yin, who is more of the, uh, like she's all about the compassion, the love, this very like peaceful energy. Um, so yeah, I just, I invite you to connect and play and and feel into what what you're feeling aligned to with working with them if you feel called there's books on them there's podcasts there's youtube there's so much there's music you can listen to to call them in that's been one of my most powerful ways and i'm gonna do an episode two on music like solely on music because i feel how powerful music has been in my life and I want to share that with the world um so yeah an oracle cards I just pull them for for like to add an element of the divination an element of the like the sacredness um right now I feel most called to working with my animal spirit deck and my divine feminine deck so those are the two that I've been pulling in. Um, sometimes I forget that I can call, I can pull a card for support. Um, and for a while I wasn't even working with the decks. So, but I've been inspired lately by some other soul sisters to to work with the decks and to to really um, to really go there and to to ask for that support and really call it in. Um, Also with this, I will share the art of altar building is so beautiful. And I think I'm going to do another episode on that. 
and just sharing my experience with that because that has also been a game changer uh, that I was able to learn from the beautiful Blue and Reggie Soul Sisters. So moving on to crystals. Crystals were part of my journey from the very start. Uh, Crystals each have their own frequency that they're attuned to and there's some really unique ones that are kind of like a universal like selenite it's like the it's con it's a cleansing it can clear other crystals it never has to be charged um shungite is for the um like electronics and emfs and um also a powerful protection stone tourmaline Um, and crystal shops were where I started to learn about, like, more about the crystals and incense, and now there's so many amazing entrepreneurs that have online crystal shops, and they, they do, like, lives, and they show you them, and, oh, bless, (laughs) love the crystal babies, and they have been part of my journey from the start, Um, I tend to work with them mainly through jewelry. That is the way that I'm currently, um, speak, really speak to them. And then also just having them around our sacred space in certain spots for emanating that frequency. Um, so yeah, that is crystals, um, astrology, So astrology is something that I learned this year and the more I come back to it and the more I hear other people talk about it, the deeper my knowledge around it grows. And so I am now at a stage where I definitely uh, feel really comfortable with all of the 12 signs and um, I have I don't know all of the houses, but I do have a good sense of the planets. Um, the I would say the majority of the planets to the energies that they emanate, and I can most definitely make um, a separate episode if that's of interest, um, and if I feel aligned because. I do want to share whatever will be supportive for you and also honoring what I'm lit up about sharing. Um, That astrology has basically been this permission slip of what energies are present with me in this lifetime and really shutting and illuminating the awareness around those energies And when there's astrological events happening, it's really powerful to be aware. I don't, I don't really dive too deep into this. And I, I I at one point was following a lot of the astrology events and, um, at one point it just started feeling extremely overwhelming for me personally, um, to just keep track of all of these events happening it was like a daily thing and I felt like I wasn't I wasn't doing what I felt called to because I was so busy trying to figure out how the 
astrological event was impacting my chart and and um so i'm just allowing that knowledge and that wisdom to come in organically and i'm just taking it one step at a time and i will say um i've backed i now don't really uh follow too much astrology stuff unless like like i won't attend a workshop or anything unless i feel like really really called to and that has really brought a lot more harmony and balance with the way that i'm spending my time with the way that um with what i'm learning but astrology is very it's accurate in my opinion i know some people don't believe in it and all of that we can say that about any of these modalities really (laughs) um so it's all about what you're feeling drawn to but uh yes i'd be happy to create uh maybe it'd be cool to do like an astrology human design and gene keys episode and just kind of talk about all of those because they are connected um so yeah uh let's move on to conscious communication actually let me go back to astrology real quick so with astrology what it has really given me is uh it helped shed light on certain ways that i am on my uniqueness and my authenticity i'll just sum it up that way So um, if you've been feeling really called to a journey of self-discovery and you're really wanting to to learn more about yourself, what is present, uh, astrology is a really cool way. And it's not the horoscopes that you read in like the paper or on Cosmo. (laughs) Um, It's so much more to that because there's so many different elements in our natal charts and the reason why you can have someone, you can have two people of the same sign, let's say Virgo for instance, um, and they can have similarities and differences is because they have different flavors. So that's just their sun sign. So that's their personality. Um, However... It also matters where your moon is. That's your connected to your emotions and what your rising sign is. That's kind of what you're growing and and working toward the energy. Um, And it matters what houses they're in because then that's the area of your life that they are impacting. So there's your mini astrology lesson there. Um, I can happily share the um the school that i went to to learn about level one and to learn about my natal chart and then the rest of the exploration has just been on my own through podcasts and youtube and people that are very passionate about it and just learning from them um so that is astrology conscious communication this was so beautiful by again johan the the founder of pyramid breath and his wife rachel i absolutely love 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 rachel her energy is so grounding and just so calming and centering for me 
and conscious communication is all about the vibration of our words and how we communicate and also the stories that we share about ourselves with others so when we are when we're speaking about our emotions for instance um sometimes we may say i am angry and that insinuates that you are that emotion like your home and that's not true part of you feels or is experiencing the emotion of anger and so when we're able to separate out um, not separate identify that it's just part of you this has been so uh, powerful with the way that I communicate with others Um, just a more intentional approach so yeah I I'm I think they may have made it an evergreen course so I will go ahead and if I can find the link I will link it below so communing with the elements oh my gosh this has been again life-changing for me just really connecting with the elements my seven direction invocation that i love to say anytime i'm i'm sitting it just brings me so much it, it just really sets the space and makes it more magical and sacred and just recognizing how the elements are everywhere they are in our sacred homes they are outside they have messages for us they have an energy that they embody and they have gifts like fire i associate with transmutation airs the communication the mental realms waters the emotions and the deepness of them and earth is the grounding and what i learned that i love to share with you beautiful souls it's this practice of using the wheel of the elements and the directions to help us navigate and kind of rebalance so there's so many different associations with what direction is what element i'm just gonna go off of the one that has been taught to me and that resonates with me so east is fire south is water west is earth and north is air and in the center there's us our heart we are in the center of creation so how you can use this as a tool to help is fire is again that that drive that motivation that being like more masculine energy waters that feminine emotions earth is 
is the grounded energy and then air is the mental realms of creation and then we're at the center so if we are feeling like we are very grounded and we're not really we're kind of stagnant we're getting stagnant and we're not really moving much we can you look to the opposite of where you feel like you are so if you're in earth in the west then you're going to turn to the east of fire so how can you bring in more of that fire masculine doing energy and and like that playfulness um to kind of get yourself out of that and then if you're in in the mental realms too much and and starting to spin looking down to the south uh, with the water and how can you infuse it with some emotion to support the journey it this is just like if you feel very out of balance and you feel like you're kind of in one of these you pull yourself back to the center by working with what is opposite um so I just wanted to share that practice with you in case it resonates. I've just been so much more aware of the elements and how they are present in my life and just really admiring them anytime I'm out in nature as well. So that is my experience with the elements. I have them on my altar and I love working with them, um, currently really connecting with feathers and, uh, what else? Lots, lots of feathers and burning, burning this beautiful incense that's positive vibes. So some smoke, some smoke medicine there, some fire for transmutation. Hmm. All right, we're going to move on to human design. So human design is essentially a tool to work with to understand how your energy works as well as how you can make decisions and and get into your alignment. So I'm not going to go into the history of it. If it's something that you're curious around, then I fully invite you to explore. I will link um, someone who is really, uh, who does a beautiful job of teaching human design and the way that she explains it really resonates and makes sense. So I will go ahead and link her down below. Um, but essentially, so I did mention earlier in the episode that I am a sacral generator. So what that means is my sacral is my authority. And in order to be in alignment with my design, I need to be making decisions with my sacral center. So that's the yes or no. And that's tuning into the moment. Is this aligned? Yes or no? Do I have the energy for this? Yes or no? Um, there may be, if you are an emotional um, authority, which um, I, I attended a workshop the other day around this, and it was a, it was really interesting because 
she shared some stats around that the majority of us actually are emotional centers. So I will go ahead and share just this other authority. Um, If you're an emotional center, then you want to, um, you don't want to make decisions when you're at a high of emotion or a low of emotion. You want to wait until you're kind of in like a very centered, neutral energy and then make the decision from there because the emotional high or low can kind of influence and you don't want that uh, getting involved when you're trying to make those decisions. So it is really um, human design. The It basically shows our chakras uh, and displays them as like how that energy flows. And when we have centers that are um, defined that means we have consistent energy going there and versus when we have energy when we have an open or undefined center that means we amplify and can receive wisdom from the outside um, in that particular space so what human design has really helped me with is it's a tool of really understanding how to make decisions for like for me specifically, um, and how to work with my energy. So I'm a generator, and generators are the one of the types that are able to generate their own energy. So you wake up with a full tank of gas, and then your purpose is to follow your joy. And then as you, well, I don't want to say that. So what I mean by that is <laughs> because I didn't want that to sound like other people are not meant to follow their joy, and it, especially because I'm very big on that. So, so I'm meant to follow what lights me up, and then um, as long as I'm doing that, I'm generating more energy in my sacral center, and then I have energy to keep going and... Um, yeah, this has been a really cool tool to learn about and and I think that it really helps promote compassion because we kind of grew up in this society where everyone is kind of put in the same box and we all have our uni- uniqueness and human design kind of helps shed some light on one part of that uniqueness and and how we are able to uh, work with our energy so that we're not getting burnt out because generators can get burnt out. And I will tell you from firsthand experience of saying yes to everything and not setting those clear boundaries. Um, Whereas someone who is a projector is someone who is meant to do a lot more resting and less doing and that doesn't make them lazy that just their their energy works in a different way if a projector is operating like a generator for an extended amount of time they're going to experience they can experience drastic burnout so you just i think just the awareness around these profiles around the way that our energy is the archetypes that are present within our life Um, Human design is rooted in astrology and it also brings in, I'm pretty sure it brings in the I Ching um, system too. 
but it's a really cool uh, blend. So yeah, so human design has been powerful for really giving me the permission slip and really um, solidifying how how I can make decisions and I always fall back on that. Um, I, I use it daily. And then we can move into gene keys. So um, if human design is kind of like the brother, because it's got more of like a masculine energy with a lot of structure, the gene keys have more of this feminine, beautiful, like intuitive, poetic energy to them. So gene keys are essentially the gates, all 64 gates that are present in the in human design in your chart. Um, And the gene keys are a technology that is meant to be contemplated and and shed insight into your life of energies that are present. And it's a very in-depth and it's a whole journey. And I'm going to be really, really transparent here. I did not resonate with gene keys at the very beginning. I felt like it was going over my head and for a while I felt a little alone in this because so many people were um, were sharing how powerful and how they were receiving breakthroughs. Again, this is similar to the breathwork journey. So I... So I've been, my journey with Gene Keys has been a slow, it's been like an ebb and flow of diving into it when I feel called and then taking a pause and diving out and I'm currently exploring my Venus sequence. The the Gene Keys has this golden path that shows us our mental, our uh, our mental, physical, and spiritual sides and um he shares it as the uh the activation sequence which is meant to unlock your genius the um like how you show up in the world and what what gifts in 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 the way your unique magic is meant to work um the venus sequence is more about like the emotional wounds and then like the inner child healing and then the the prosperity sequence is all about how you attract abundance into your life. And yes, I like to say abundance because that makes it fun and it makes it playful. And I love puns and play on words and creating new words. So we're going to just let that energy sparkle for a moment. Um, <laughs> so yes, the Gene Keys, it's still a process for me however um i did in my profile i did get to one gene key that i do feel so 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 resonant with and so i i can see the i've experienced the breakthrough moment that people have Um, but some people are super into gene keys um I'm not quite there right now at this point in time. However, who knows? Because I keep feeling called to go back to it. Uh, and so I feel there is something there. So, um, yeah, but the Gene Keys really allows us to... It kind of... 
Um, it's very poetic and the words used are so beautiful and it really I feel like articulates the energies and gives and shares and offers a different perspective of how to view things and it's all embedded in this core belief of that there's a shadow frequency a gift frequency and then the city frequency and these are all in each gene key and the city is like that enlightenment stage so it's like when you've been in the gift frequency you can kind of up level to the the city and what i've learned is the the core message is that within every shadow there is a gift and for me the way that I translate that is within every challenge there's a blessing so when we're looking at the blessings when we're we're focused on on that blessing energy then we attune ourselves to it Um, and also one perspective of gene keys that I'd love to share that resonated so deeply with me is it's not a linear path. So if you have a gene key and you, you recognize that you're in the shadow, for instance, and, and then you, you feel like you move into the gift frequency, um, it's not a linear path of like, let's reach the top, let's reach the city and then we're done. It's more of a cycle and it makes so much sense because there's this, this life that is full of cycles. So, uh, when we're, when we notice that we're back at the shadow frequency, that's actually a time of celebration because that means that we're up leveling again. That means that we've gone through a cycle and then we're, we're starting a new cycle now and we're only, we're growing and evolving and improving. And so I just really resonate with that. And I wanted to offer that up for you. If that feels resonant, may you receive uh so then there is the prosperity energy healing so my money wound is something that i'm just going to transparently share i'm still in the depths of it and i feel a breakthrough coming very very soon so i know i am in deep deep trust of myself and the universe and my path. Prosperity energy healing was developed by the beautiful Jolie Dawn. And again, I will link this below. And it weaves together transmutation, meditation with theta healing, somatic work, and mysticism to clear the five main anchors blocking prosperity, which are shame, guilt, grief, apathy and fear so it is an experience that allows uh, that allows us to really get to those emotional anchors and clear them out it is powerful work and it has definitely assisted in getting some of the 
the deep wounds out and um at the same time I recognize that my money wound is who it's it's got layers to it and so I've just been giving myself the grace and the space for processing for for continuing with the practices and for trusting just deep in deep trust um what I learned uh, from the prosperity energy healing was that really you can take any blend of um, of any modalities that you feel called and you can create your own unique mix. It's like going to a tea shop and asking for a specific blend. So... I find that to be really, uh, really amazing to see. And I love, I I celebrate this. If that's something that you offered, something that you're curious to offer, I celebrate you so fully uh, and also celebrating the beautiful people who are focused and have mastered a specific modality too, because that is also, um, very powerful and needed and i'm going to move on to embodiment so the embodiment queen lauren siasco uh who will hopefully be on the podcast very soon um so embodiment is all about what we the is all about that communication that we're having with the universe through our emotions and it's essentially intentionally choosing what emotions we want to feel so when we clear out what we don't want and then we shift into what we do desire and we we stay in that frequency we embody it and so that has been really powerful. It's been really powerful for me to see how doing that will just like energetically, it naturally attracts the right people to you, the people that are meant to work with you, the people that are meant to uh, be on your path with you. And it has just changed the game for me. It's my, it's essentially my morning practice now is doing the shifting and really centering and then um and then asking myself what i'm choosing for embodying uh, what energy so that is embodiment um and then energy protection this is something that i've been reading from a book it is something that i played around with in the very beginning of my journey with uh, energy shields at the time I was working in Chicago so I was um, on usually Fridays like once a week I was going down to the city and going knew I was going to be around a lot of people so I was putting up some strong protections um and now I've learned a lot more about shielding and the energetics of it, which is so cool. Um, and I'm happy to share more. 
with you guys, uh, my, I think my biggest takeaway from this, and I will go ahead and link the book to that I learned this from, but, um, essentially it's just make it fun and trust in your shield, trust in your power, trust in your intention. Our intention is so incredibly powerful and it's our intention and our belief in it that actually activates the magic so with uh energy protection i've been playing with the unicorn guides and the rainbow ray and infusing working with uh infusing that into my food my water and also working with the the unicorn guides remembering that that is a guide for me and allowing it to come through in this beautiful way and um also i learned about layering different shields so between uh amplifying repelling and transmuting you can layer them um and just being very intentional with how they're being layered so i do i create shields for myself i create shields for the fur floofy babies when we go out on walks sometimes if i'm feeling called um and that has been lots of fun um emotion code so emotion code is something that i learned about through a podcast and it's essentially clearing the emotion um during the session you clear the emotion sometimes it's an inherited emotion from our ancestors sometimes it is an emotion that is just stuck in our body and emotions really have a cycle of a minute and a half 90 seconds so if we were to just allow ourselves to feel the emotion it would never get stuck but because we sometimes suppress it or we have a fear of expressing it or we don't know how to express it in a healthy way um, we stop it in its cycle and so that's how it can get stuck in the body and so clearing this can help um, not medical advice but just sharing from what I've observed and what I've heard uh, and experienced because I actually I had a headache one evening and I played with emotion code and um and it really helped me with that headache. So I will link. This one is a little bit harder to describe. Essentially, there's there's uh, two columns and three rows. There's a chart that you use to identify what the emotion is. And you use muscle testing excuse me, you use muscle testing or you could use a pendulum to identify. You ask yes or no and you you get down to which emotion it is that's connected to whatever the person's coming to you for. Maybe it's something that they feel stuck in their life 
maybe it is something, maybe it, it is a physical uh, ailment that they're feeling and they want to clear. And the emotion code clears out that energy. You connect to that person's subconscious and then you you uh, you clear it out. And um, yeah, I'll link I'll link a YouTube video that explains it and and also kind of shows it and demonstrates it. But I've I haven't dived too deep into this one. I've just kind of uh, dipped my toe in. And I have used it here and there, but I haven't really um, gone to the depths with it. Akashic records, these are the records that are said to be, uh, they're the records of our souls, of all the experiences and everything connected to our souls. And so we can go here for guidance and it's meant to be a space, a very protected space, kind of like a mystical library, if you will. And uh, we can come here for, again, that guidance, the clarity, um, what's in alignment. I again, have dipped my toe in into this modality. I haven't dived too deep into it. Um, I'm just really honoring whatever I'm feeling called to and I'm allowing it to just organically unfold because as you can hear by us being here for over an hour, (laughs) there's been a lot that I've explored and so at this point, um, I will share with you that on my journey, I've recognized that at one point I was doing these modalities and there was part of me that was feeling like I need to learn this so I can support others so that I have this knowledge, so that I have this tool under my tool belt and I can support others. And now I've completely let go of that and I'm in the full-on trust of I know how to support others because that's what I do best, providing the support, the comfort, helping them connect to themselves to get to the clarity. I know I can do that and that is all that's necessary for me to show up. I just show up and intuitively guide us both and we will get to wherever we're meant to and so just fully trusting in this and um just offering that reflection up to if it's resonant if if you feel like you need to check in with yourself like why what is the core intention of why i'm doing this is it because i'm so full of joy and curiosity to explore it or is it that i I'm feeling not enough unless I do this, unless I get this certification, unless I I acquire this other skill. And it's really all about just knowing that we are enough as we are and we just need to allow ourselves to be. And nervous system regulation is the final one here that I'll mention again been dipping my toes in listening to some amazing podcasts i did mention this on a previous episode 
Um, however, I will go ahead and link the podcast that really uh, anchored in the wisdom of our nervous system. Essentially, we we can be in a regulated nervous system state. We can go into parasympathetic where we feel there is danger present and then that's where we go into fight, flight, or freeze mode. And then um, there's also dorsal vagal, which is where we start to disconnect and it's really like the, sh- the opposite of the parasympathetic with the adrenaline. Dorsal is where we go into shutdown, disconnection, apathy, not really caring about whatever we're doing. So that is really, um, that is kind of an overview. And again, I'll, I will link in a really amazing episode where she goes and dives into the depths of the nervous system. And if you're interested in nervous system regulation, polyvagal theory is something else to look up by Stephen. Um, I'm not recalling his last name at the moment, uh, but he is the one who kind of came up with this whole idea of the nervous system and looking at it from like a ladder standpoint. And we want to climb up the ladder and uh, be in that regulated state. Um, a lot of this has to do with trauma-informed uh, response to and and just a lot of sensitivity around uh, around helping people who who may be in this um, in these states and um, and I think that recognizing where we're at with our nervous system our nervous system uh, plays a huge role in with our decisions, with our safety. This also ties into the embodiment. If we don't feel safe in our body, then uh, then we, we can't really accomplish a lot of the stuff that we may want to because if there's fear holding us back, I'm raising my hand on this one, um, if there's fear of being seen, of not enoughness, uh, it's, yeah, it, it's just, you can't embody what you desire unless you feel the safety in your body. And our nervous system plays a huge, huge role. And it's so amazing how loving the system is. It's automatic. We don't have to think about it. It just does its thing. And it's connected to our digestion and our immunity and, um, our mental processes. So yeah, I that one I highly recommend. I feel like the awareness around our nervous system is super powerful. I feel like for anyone and everyone um, and just recognizing because ever since I gained awareness around this, I was able to observe myself going into dorsal vagal state and and then making a decision from there, do I want to stay in this state or do I choose to shift out of this state? So, um, yeah, I would like to once again, thank you so, so, so much with my whole heart for your beautiful presence with me on this journey of exploring all these different modalities and 
I will go ahead and post a question for you to respond at the bottom of this. Um, And if you're listening on a different platform, I think this will only show up on Spotify. Um, But you can also feel free to send me a message on Instagram at inner underscore magic spelled with a K underscore community and go ahead and shoot me a message over there if there's something that you're really desiring me to speak on or to share more about. Blessed beautiful soul, thank you for tuning into the magic. Your presence is deeply appreciated. If you felt inspired, activated, inner-powered, I invite you to share this episode with your soul tribe and check out the show notes for resources as well as ways to connect deeper with me. May you have a blessed, beautiful, magical day.